Hello there. Welcome to the Body and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gundi Rhodes. This Body and Soul podcast is dedicated to hope, a hope for healthy humans and a truly healthy planet. Have faith. It is possible. Right now, there are a lot of challenges facing the earth and its inhabitants. These episodes are designed to help you save yourself and the planet from your kitchen table with me. Hello, welcome to another podcast of Dr. Gundi Rhodes, Body and Soil. Today, I have got two of my beautiful nurses with me. Uh, there's Maddie. Hello. Um, Maddie has been working with me for a few years. She is, how old are you, Mads? I'm 25. She is 25 years old, so young woman, um, you know, with, with a partner, so one day maybe she will get pregnant. And this is my beautiful nurse, Min. And uh, Min has been with me for a few years as well, so they all have listened to me for a long time, worked with me, you know, they have got medical knowledge, they are troopers, you know, they, they are just like my backbone in the clinic. And this podcast will be about young women and pregnancy. And um, Min is actually, how many months? 13 pregnant? weeks pregnant. 13 weeks pregnant. So um, let's make this for, and please share this to everybody that you know that is a young woman and wants to uh, have a baby sooner or later. Um, so what my podcast is about is, um, people that might have listened to before is to make you aware of the food that you're eating, what's in it and what's uh, harmful and how to change that with the aim, you know, of giving birth to a healthy baby, you know. So um, these girls have been working with me and, or young women, you know, sorry, girls is really demeaning, have been working with me for quite a long time and have listened to and um, did I convince you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I convinced them during the years to um, to be uh, to following just simple guidelines of buying food that is organic because organic is the only um, thing that we've got at the moment as a label, you know, where you can trust that it was grown without harmful chemicals. So, um, Mini, thirteen weeks. You've had an ultrasound. Yes. How big is it? How many centimeters? It's as big as a chick. As big as a chick. Yeah. So that little, yeah. So the first, you know, the first few weeks of pregnancy, and in fact, the first few days, um, oh, for people who don't know, I'm a veterinarian. So we deal with life and, and making babies and puppies, kittens, foals a lot, you know. So as part of our course, we have to study um, embryology and what happens, you know. So... In the first few, you know, after, you know, your egg as a young woman, Maddie, your egg is sitting there, you know, yes. you've got about whatever, you know, let's say a thousand eggs sitting there with the genetic information <coughs> to be one day ovulating and then to be fertilized, you know, and then hopefully this will be your new baby. And in the first few days of that forming, you know, you have the eyes going where they have to be. You've got the spine going where it should be. You have got the feet you know, the nose, um, the tummy, you know, the skin, everything has to go. The heart, isn't it amazing? You know, the heart beats at whatever, you know, like three, four weeks, yeah. you know, and it's already beating. 
So to have all of this genetic inflammation translated into a body, you do actually need the building blocks for that. And you, need to, you do not need any toxic interference at that time. Yeah? So the, that's probably the first take-home point. You, know, you plan to get pregnant in the near future, you have to do it now, you know, before you get pregnant, you know, get the poisons out of your body and um, have, you know, clean your body up and so that these toxic chemicals cannot go and harm your baby. You know, like it is so easy, you know, like when you think of how magic that is, you know, that everything goes into the right spot where it should be, then how easy is that to go wrong? You know, like to have another finger or something you know, in the wrong place. And we certainly see those, don't we, girls, when we have, um, when we do cesareans and we see like six puppies are normal and then one will have cleft palate. Yeah, what else? Yeah. You know, like we have monsters, we call them monsters. <laughs> you know, like we have heart murmurs, you know, like the bum is not developed. Actually, the arms, extra toes. Schistosoma reflexum, you know, where the, um, where the whole organs are outside because the skin didn't, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong and you want to make sure that it doesn't happen, you know, because then your life is really, you know, it's really hard to, to yeah. live with and hard to, to do with, you know. So, um, so let's talk about the, how, Maddie, how, <laughs> after me annoying you for years, you know, how did you change your food into what? Yeah, so probably for about a year now, I've been eating organic. Um, and that's just from the local supermarket um, and with the organic label. Yeah. 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 While we talk about food and the organic label, you know, um, Woolworth has got, there are, um, cheating somewhat, you know, because they bought the macro brand. Yes. yes. And yeah. I got tricked. Mini, tell us where you got tricked. Because it has a green label on it. You have to do the purple label macro. So don't be tricked, but macro, it has to have the purple label on it. It's really important. Yeah. And the purple, this is just for Woolworth, you know, for the Woolworth brand. The purple says organic. Yes. And the brand is macro. But macro does not mean organic, it's just That's a brand, right. you know, and then you've got the green labels where it just says um, macro, whole food, you know, so what is the whole food, mm -hmm. you know, so, but this is what we, we are talking about. We're talking actually about pesticides, you know, and um, do you know what pesticides are, really? The different mm -hmm. ones that are? No? I might tell you, you know, because it's, uh, everybody hears the word pesticide, but what is it, you know? So pesticides are... Uh, it's a group of chemicals that is used in farming and it is herbicides, insecticides and fungicides. Yeah. You know, so the herbicides are the ones that kill herbs or kill weeds. So that is where we talk about Roundup and 2,4-D and Paraquat and a lot of other others, you know, that are out in the market. But the most commonly used ones are probably... 2,4-D and Roundup, you know, and the active ingredient in Roundup is glyphosate, you know, and we can talk about that in a minute. Then you have got insecticides that are there to, that are sprayed onto the fields, onto the vegetables or the uh, grains or the sorghum or the canola, the sunflowers, anything that is grown um, that is sprayed to kill the insects. And the insects, uh, pest insects get killed 
but also the beneficial insects are killed, you know? And I always say when I was a child and you would drive around and maybe even when you were younger, you know, we had, you drive around at night and you have to clean your windscreen mm -hmm. because there are thousands of bugs on there in, your, in the headlight, you know, you could see them. Have you ever experienced that even? No? no yeah. Do not wonder why, you know, like if that was normal in my childhood, yeah. you go somewhere and there is flies and all sorts of bugs, you know, and you drive for hundred kilometers and you have to stop, you know, mm -hmm. to wipe your windscreen and to really scrub them off. And you can, you know, see the bugs in your headlights. They are all gone. And the reason for that is, you know, because they have been all killed by yeah. insecticides, you know. So a lot of insecticides, insect killing drugs, um, um, they are in the organic, organophosphate family, which is, <coughs> excuse me, a nerve gas. So it does go onto people as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Or, you know, like in the clinic, we sell all the flea stuff, you know, that is, you know, it's all there to kill insects, you know, but yeah, the bees are killed as well as, you know, the beneficial insects are killed as much as the other ones. Yeah. But what it means, we're talking about pregnancy, when you eat normal food, normal as in agriculture, what is normal now, what you buy if you don't eat organic, it'll go and harm your baby. Yeah. So that's what I want with this podcast, you know, to make everybody really aware if you eat normal supermarket food, non-organic, you have got a really high chance. Now, what the chance of development disorders, mm -hmm. but so much of it is um, all the autism range, you know, and how many do we have in this town? A lot. A lot. It's like so many clients that come through, you know, young mothers like you guys, you know, that are saying, I have got one or two autistic children, you know, and this is why I'm doing this podcast and that's why I keep talking and I'm annoying a lot of the times because <laughs> they laugh because I am, you know, because I will not let go. But it's, um, it's so important, you know, like at this stage, you know, like Maddie not being pregnant, but it'll probably happen in the next five years and you, you know, being pregnant now, you know, so to not, to just take this seriously, you know, so... Since the 1991, we have started using Roundup in agriculture. And so that has not even really been tested for its harm on babies. Mm. It might have been tested for a month or so on rats, yeah, but it has not been tested on people because that would be actually um, harmful yeah, to yeah. the baby and you can't do that. But what I am saying is that this is a really broad test on the population you know so when you and i've looked into this a lot you know when you look into it then the wave of autism is due to chemicals in agriculture and this is it you know like to avoid them you just simply have to eat organic yeah i was going to say previously like leading up to pregnancy um you know we're all sort of getting to the stage where our friends are all getting married and engaged and thinking about having families and i don't know how many people um that i have had conversations with that are having difficulty and girls in our age bracket i'm around you know 30 26 year olds 25 year olds that cannot conceive naturally they're going yeah. down the IV IV like yeah. path now so yeah. that's pretty scary too it is, you know, and um, 
when uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is before you even get yeah. pregnant. So when I was young, we didn't even know about endometriosis. You know, like my my mother who's translating my book for me in Germany, she just texted me like, "What is endometriosis? I don't know." But your generation all know what endometriosis is, yeah? yeah. Because I don't know what would you guess how many of your generation suffer from that? One in two, one in three. Yeah, it's pretty common. I think on Instagram I follow like 200 of my friends and I would say 10 of them have, yeah, endometriosis. Yeah. yeah. I myself Women. have cysts on my ovaries and things like that already. Yeah. And that is not normal. No. Is it? You know, like it's not what... Um, I always say when you go back in evolution, you know, like marry your father, your mother, their father, mother, it goes back actually to the first life yeah and if any of your let's say your great-grandmother of your father would have had endometriosis yeah now if you have endometriosis you need to have um quite extensive surgery you know yeah. to have that scraped out and we had one or two nurses in our clinic where that had to happen yeah, yeah? and so then you go through the ivf and you have surgery you know where a really radical surgeon will take a scalpel blade and scrape whatever you know off now if that would have been your great-grandmother a they wouldn't have had ultrasounds to diagnose this they wouldn't have had endoscopy to diagnosis and they would have simply not done that surgery you know like we have only had antibiotics and general anesthetic for the last 120 years maybe. Mm. yeah so if that would have been the case Maddie wouldn't be here and Minnie wouldn't be here yeah. You know, so every one of your ancestors was actually fertile. Yes. Otherwise, end of line, you know, that wouldn't have happened. So mm -hmm. the fact that you are here and I'm here means that we had intrinsic health always. You know, going back to, when you think about it, it goes back, you know, through all your human homo sapiens people, but then it goes further. It goes via the primates. It goes back to Africa, you know, like back to the people in the Congo, you mm -hmm. know, that live there, that that's where, you know, humans developed first, you know, and, and then it would go back to the monkeys and further, 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 further to the first amoeba. Mm -hmm. And then the pinnacle is us. And now look at what's happening to us. We suddenly cannot reproduce anymore. Yeah. You know, like, of course, there were people that were infertile before, but they have dropped off the line. You know, you didn't get those genetics because they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. So how come suddenly every second young woman has got problems? Well, I was going to say, it's not like, you know, that they're not going to the gym and that they're overweight or anything like that. There has to be another contributing factor to this. Yes. Yeah. They're not overweight. They're eating healthy, exercising. Yeah. So they're eating healthy, you know, no. in inverted commas, you know, no. oh, love you girls, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what this means now, you know, the normal, because normal is not normal. And this is what my podcast wants to teach and show you, you know, like everybody just runs into this knife of chemical agriculture, you know. So let's take as an example, a loaf of bread. Yeah. You probably think bread is healthy and what's in it you know so we have in a loaf of bread we have got wheat in it yeah. so the wheat is grown nowadays on big monocultures here in australia where let me just describe to you what happens in a wheat pack so 
we go on with big tractors and then we boom spray every weed that there is with Roundup or 2,4-D or Paraquat, which is, Paraquat is, um, you can Google that actually, under the company is called Syngenta, S-Y-N-G-E-T-A, and the trade name is Gramoxon. There's a beautiful little video of this man in PPE suit, you know, everything, thick gloves, you know, like glass in front of his, you know, shield. And he shows the farmers how to safely mix this stuff so that they don't kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And it does, it did happen to a client of mine that, um, do you remember that story, Maddie? You were there. I think you mightn't have been there. It's a few years back. She came and she had opened on her farm. Yeah. You know, yeah. She was a big lady, wasn't yes. she? And she sniffed on it and a couple of drops went onto her face and she collapsed. Her husband found her and she spent two weeks in John Hunter in Newcastle with multi-organ failure and she survived. But that is the reality how we grow food. You know, so you take any of those poisons, um, agrochemicals they are called, they are sprayed onto the paddock, the weeds die. So then the farmer, because the farmers have realized if we plow, then in Australia in particular, where it doesn't rain so much, there's a lot of moisture loss, yeah? And you destroy the fungi, they think they destroy the fungi in the, you know, the biome, the living things in the soil with the plowing, but they're destroyed actually much, much more. bacteria. Yeah, with the, you know, with the, with the Roundup. So let's say Roundup. Roundup is um, a chemical that kills a pathway, stops a pathway called Shikimate pathway. And that pathway, the bugs need for living. Bacteria need for living. Anything that grows, uh, grass, um, trees, anything. Have you ever used Roundup? Have you seen things die, yeah. you know, when you put Roundup on yes. in a very diluted manner? And it's really handy because your garden path will look really tidy, yeah, and your garden can look smick. And every smick gardener that is tidy loves this stuff. But that's the difference of eating it, you know, like it's maybe one thing, you know, to do it for a garden path, but it's another one to grow every food that we eat. Mm. So <clears throat> that pathway, stop me when you don't get it, you know, because if you don't understand, then other people won't either. So that pathway, Shiki made pathway, is needed by bacteria, fungi, and plants for them to live. And what it does, it produces amino acids. Yeah? So that pathway gets stopped. So the amino acids for the bacteria are not done, but the bacteria simply dies. Mm. Yeah? And the plants die, the weeds that the farmer doesn't want die, but so do also the fungi in the ground and also the bacteria in the ground. And... So what, why is that so harmful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the farmer is really happy. Now he can come with his drilling machinery and he puts a crop in and it can grow and the weeds are not out competing it. Yeah. The soil gets really hard. You know, when you look at it, at the soil, when you drive around in this district and you see rain falling on a paddock after it's been chemically farmed for a few years, all the rain will just run off, mm. you know, or it will sit there. If it's at a slope, it will run off. And if it just sits there, you know, it will just sit on top because it doesn't even go in, you know, and in regenerative agriculture, we actually have got a little test, you know, where you say how fast the drop goes in. Um, and with everything chemical, it will just not get in because the soil is dead. Mm-hmm. We call that hard pain. So the water sits on top. 
everything is dead, nothing, nothing happens. And I listened to our receptionist yesterday on the phone, you know, and I thought, great, you know, I said, yeah, the rain is great, but God, you know, you can just see it running off the paddocks, you know? And I said, yeah, we notice that that happens, but we don't actually understand really why that happens, you know? So now you know, you know, but when you look at a grassy paddock where cattle are on, you know, the rain actually gets absorbed really mm. fast within one second and it's gone and it's spongy, you yeah, know? Yeah. So the sponginess in those paddocks is the humus and that humus is alive with bacteria and fungi. So why is it so harmful? Because when Roundup came on the market in 1991, they said, we don't have the shikimate pathway. So don't worry. So the guy who's now dead, you know, but um, advertised and drank it, mm. yeah? So he drank that Roundup because we do not have the shikimate pathway, so therefore it doesn't harm us. You know, you, it's a very, very narrow way of doing science, yeah? Mm. So when you put Roundup on this paddock and the bacteria die, what do the bacteria actually do? So, and this is so important for pregnancy, you know, so they actually make your amino acids, your vitamins, you know, and alkaloids, you know, mm -hmm. the, which is like what we call food as medicine. Yeah. They're all produced by them. So what happens when you kill them? You know, those things are not produced anymore. Yeah. So then you have um, food that is grown on soils, but it doesn't, can, you can't absorb those nutrients anymore. And I listened to a podcast, which was fascinating, where the bacteria in the soil is actually, it goes towards the root of the plant and the root of the plant engulfs it. The bacteria leaves its cell wall there and gets into the plant, you know, and that's a goodness that you can be eating. And we always have been eating for all of our mm. history in life. Yeah, yeah, we have been eating all of that. So another thing that the bacteria do is they make the minerals available. Yeah, so for you, you know, like for your baby, you need, for example, folate. Yeah, where is that produced? Yeah, from the bacteria. If you don't have folate, you get, you know, spina bifida problems. Mm. You know, like B, vitamin B1 is produced by the bacteria in the ground. It's for your baby's brain development. Yeah, so all of those nutrients are suddenly not there anymore. You know, if you wonder why babies are born with all of these problems nowadays and the children, and you see them in this town, don't you? You mm. see the kids, any teacher you, that you talk to, the kids can't concentrate, you know, they, a lot of them are overweight, hardly anybody's healthy, they've got asthma, they're on the spectrum, medicated, drittling, you know? So this is why we do this podcast, because you don't want that, yeah? So the minerals, for example, magnesium, it's in the ground, and then the bacteria come, and they put an acid around themselves, so they actually make the pH so that that magnesium for example, can be absorbed by the plant. So if the bacteria are dead and Roundup tra traps these um, minerals anyway, you suddenly have got minerals in the ground maybe, but they can't be absorbed. Mm. Yeah, so you could eat your green leafy vegetables, but the magnesium that you normally would get out of it is not in it anymore. Yeah, so that is the double whammy, I always call it, you know, nutrient deficiency on one hand, because they're either not produced or not absorbed because they are trapped in the ground because of the chemicals. And you have got poisons on the other hand, you know, so 
your loaf of bread gets back to that, you know. So you eat a deficient flour, yeah, then you have got Roundup in it because the next thing that happens is that they nowadays made wheat and uh, soy in particular, canola and lots of other things, Roundup resistant. Mm. You know, so they genetically spliced something in it so that the farmer now can, you know, so he sprayed it out, then it's growing, then the weeds are growing, so he can now go over with a crop duster, you know, an aeroplane and spray the whole lot. So the wheat is Roundup resistant, so it stays, the weeds die, it's very handy, yeah? But you eat that stuff, you know, you eat it all the time. So that's in your flour. Then your flour is, is extracted, we've talked about that in the podcast before, you know, so all the goodness that might be in the wheat germ is taken out and thrown away, so it's deficient. And then they put um, hormone disruptors in it. And glyphosate, by the way, is a hormone disruptor. And that's probably one of the big reasons why you young women can't get pregnant anymore. You know, when you look at those hormones <coughs> in my biochemistry book, they are so similar. You know, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, there's one little bit that's different. You know, like how amazingly intricate and fine-tuned life is. You know, like testosterone is slightly different from estrogen. Bang, it'll make you into a man. And estrogen and progesterone is slightly different from each other and from testosterone makes you into either a pregnant woman or into, you know, like a woman that is cycling. You know, and yet we interfere on every level with those, you know. For example, you buy vegetables and they, the plastic, you know, the plastic on the inside is sprayed with a chemical that wants to avoid statistics, you know, to, to be static, hormone disruptor. Any can that you're eating, canned food on the inside, it's a hormone disruptor. Plastic you know? water bottles? Plastic water bottles, hormone disruptor. Um, it's amazing where these chemicals interfere with us, mm. you know. Story that I heard from a friend, you know, her son here in Inverell, you know, went and worked in the produce store just down there. And they had the grain silos, went in there from, you know, job at school when he was 16 and his brother too. And they had to, uh, you know, they spray chemicals into the grain to keep the mice out and the weevils. Yeah. Both of those young boys were infertile at 20. You can't tell me that that's a coincidence, you know. And then he got married and um, it's a client of ours, you know, I won't mention names. Um, so she then couldn't get pregnant, had IVF treatment, fell pregnant, you know, lucky, although, you know, the husband was sort of infertile, you know, I got it. Then she had cysts in her ovaries. Then she had, this is a woman in her early 30s, yeah. Then she had a hysterectomy. Then because of all the um, other mineral deficiencies and the hormone problems, her spine broke just while she was swimming in the ocean, yeah. Then she put on weight, you know, now she, you know, like what a miserable life. Yeah. How much do you have to fight for having a good life? You know, if you have to do that, you know, so that's what I mean. And you cannot, there is so many chemicals. You can't say that this loaf of bread was only grown with Roundup, but this loaf of bread was grown with Paraquat and 240. You know, this is before we pour insecticides on it, you know. So therefore, I always say just blank slate, go organic, none of the chemicals are allowed. You know, like how else are you going to go to the supermarket and make a choice, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Now let's quickly just talk about money. You are vet nurses, you know, you're not, you're not rich people. So how do you manage? Um, you can't afford not to. Yeah, you can't afford not to. I don't think it's that expensive. Like I was just talking to him the other day, a bag of organic cashew nuts was $15 and a normal bag of cashew nuts was $15. Yeah. So, yeah. and sometimes like the tin food, um, organic is cheaper than yeah. the other food. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just, I look at the food now in the non-organic section and I'm just like, all I see is pesticides <laughs> <laughs> and, and Roundup all over it. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you know like those blueberries, you know, like the, the blueberries in the shop that look so good and everybody knows they are full of antioxidants, yeah? Chemical war gas. Chemical war gas, yeah. They are sprayed so many times. We've got it here three hours towards the coast where they grow all the blueberries. Mm. The farm workers are so sick. One of our clients, you know, he described when he was working there and in the banana plantations when he was young mm. and the sores that he had over his body. A friend of mine that um, went to the homeless people in, uh, in America, you know, on the Mexican border, where the people are so poor, you know, the farm workers, they get transported across Donald Trump's wall, <laughs> you know, and they work for a pittance. They don't get any protective gear. They spray the stuff. And he said it was so sad. They all had tumors all over mm, their bodies, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's another thing that I always say. By us making that choice, the farmer that grows the food, you know, can have a, a healthy family. Yeah. Um, how many, like every day, isn't it, I come into the clinic, into the back, because I talk to people in the consult room, and I would say to you, there's another one, there's another one with cancer, there's yes. another one with an autistic child, isn't it? Yes. Or another one with childhood leukemia. Yeah, childhood leukemia, you know, one of our clients, her daughter just collapsed, you know, with acute leukemia and she nearly died then and there. Um, I th this is a week ago. I think they induced a coma. Her other children are autistic. You know, this is what I mean, what you say. You can't afford not to. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you? Can you imagine, Minnie, you know, like to have a child that's autistic? You know, like you're young, you're in love. You've got your whole world in front of you. You know, like, this is why I'm so annoying, because I don't want any of you young women to have that. You know, the strain that this will put onto your relationship, you know, like all the joy that you can have with having children, you know, like, oh, oh my God, you know, look, she's running. And then you get a kiss and they come and color you, yeah. you know, and you, you, you will be so pleased when they win, you know, the first 25 meter race, yeah. all of that. Is gone, you know, yeah. because you have got a child. And the statistics are, it was used to be one in 20,000, if that. Um, a lady that I did a podcast with, who is a pediatrician in America, she said when she was at uni in a hospital, the professor called her in, called all of the students in and said, look at this. Now, this is so weird, this behavior and this child. And there was a child that could not have emotions. You know, that normal expression, how we read each other's faces, you know, and, and you smile at each other and you put myself at ease and I like you, yeah. I love you. You know, all of those things are not possible in, was impossible in this child, you know. Mm -hmm. So 
the um, professor was so amazed and it was called autism. And then we had the, the, um, the movie Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman, probably before you guys were born. And I was at uni, so it was in the late 80s. And we were like, oh my God, isn't that interesting? So Dustin Hoffman played the brother of Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman had autism. And Tom Cruise, you know, was, was a brother, you know, that was normal. That was the first time that we in the world really noticed about autism. And now in our town, how many? Hundreds, huh? Yeah, hundreds, I would say. But added issues too. And added other issues too. Learning yes. issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they are just the real autistic kids and you've got them on the spectrum. And then you have got the kids that are normal. And um, Maddie, your partner is a teacher. Yes. What does he tell you about the kids at school? Yeah, they just, they cannot concentrate at all. Um, even just to have a conversation with them, it's, you know, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Predictions are one in three children will be born with autism by 2030. Yeah. And it's now estimated to be one in 35. Like you don't want to be one of the no. three or one of the 35, you know, like, so what else happens? You know, in pesticides, um, there's plenty of them, you know, and I read a lot of research pretty much until I got sick of it because everything says the same. You know, you go onto the websites of Bayer Crop Science Australia, you punch in products, you punch in a cereal crop, for example, or strawberries, and then you get given a list of um, insecticides, pesticides, you know, herbicides or fungicides that you can use. And then if you go onto the data sheet, it's, it is a democracy. It is available for everybody to see. And this, after this podcast, Biocrop Science will put a stop to it. But it is there. Go onto the data sheet, SDS, safety data sheet, and then you will see it. You know, you can punch into whatever, herbicide called Jaguar. They've all got really cool names, you know, yeah. and they're all advertised with great flowability. You can store it easily. The container is square, so you can put more of that in your shade. You know, it doesn't clog up your, your tubes, you know, on, in your tractor and so forth. Sounds great. And then you go all for the farmer, which, yeah. And then you go into the data sheet, heavily toxic to the unborn child, may harm the unborn fetus. They know this, they know this shit, you know, like, why is it still allowed? Yeah. Then they say, oh, it gets so diluted. Yes, it does get very diluted, but a lot of poisons like glyphosate, they work in the minutest little way. So do your hormones. Yeah. If you would measure your estrogen in your body, it would be like a microgram. Yeah. Of something. But what effect does it have? It makes you into a woman and a microgram of testosterone makes you into men, you know, so it's not always a how much it is. So makes uh, harmful to sperm and then toxic to aquatic life, you know, and that we have to mention that because those pesticides then go into, you know, the river systems and the farmers that I talk to, they say, yeah, we don't have that many yabbies anymore because the Roundup kills them, so does all the other stuff, you know. So coming back to these, these um, my research into those 
poisons um, or farm agrochemicals, um, there isn't that much there, which is amazing. You know, for Roundup, 8 billion ton on the planet, you know, like 2,4-D the same. All these other chemicals are used a lot. So this one chemical got in Hawaii banned to be around schools for 100 meters mm. because somebody finally did research on it and found that it stops the nerve from forming in the fetal brain, in your baby, yeah? So your baby, Minnie's baby, is in her tummy and the brain is forming, you know? And so you've got a, a nerve cell and then you have got, you know, the, the axons and the dendrites and they all should meet each other and form billions of connections. And guess what? Those chemicals stop that from happening and they make the glia cells thicker so the glia cells are the nourishing cells that are around it. So those nerves are isolated, just as the kids with autism are isolated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what happens in this stage of pregnancy where mm -hmm. you are at, you know. And so that's why I'm so glad that you all eat organic and take this seriously, you know, that it's, 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 a, real, it's a real thing. Another thing that glyphosate does is because it chelates, you know, C-H-E-L-A-T-E-S, you know, so it binds the minerals in the ground. One of them is manganese. We've talked about a bit about magnesium, but manganese is, you know, you hardly ever talk about manganese. And I found this research where Roundup keeps the manganese there. And that is probably one of the main reasons, you know, for... Um, for autism to develop because it really interferes with nerve development, you know, that there is a lack of manganese. And that I always say, it's like having a car, you take one screw out or one, you know, one wheel off, that's pretty obvious, you know, but one little um, seal somewhere and your whole car will break down and our bodies are the same, you know, so you need every single and, and some of them we don't even know yet, you know, how much they are. So that should come from healthy soil and healthy food, yeah. So if that's not there. Another thing, of course, you know, come back to our loaf of bread, glyphosate that's in that bread, you swallow and you go into, it goes into your gut. Mm -hmm. And then it kills the bacteria in your gut. And we are just finding out now, you know, how important the gut bacteria are for, um, for everything. Because they make... An, you know, we did gut and microbiome in the last podcast, so you can re-go re there. But just as a reminder, you know, the, the tryptophan that was produced in the soil by the bacteria, if the soil was still alive, will then be via gut bacteria be transformed into melatonin to make you sleep, into serotonin to make you happy, into vitamin B3, which is one of the B vitamins, you know, that sort of prevents schizophrenia into B1, into Alzheimer's protection. And this is just one of them, you know. Um, they make essential, the bacteria in the gut make essential fatty acids. They make uh, so many millions of things, you know, that if, they don't, if they're not there, you know, then there's real trouble. And I might share with you, you know, this um, podcast that I listened to or a speech that I listened to by a Russian scientist where she talks for an hour about the gut microbiome and autism and how she can cure it, you know, and all these other 
um, diseases, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancer, leukemia, allergies, asthma. It's all linked to chemical agriculture. You know, in, we don't even really know how, you know. So, yeah, I'm so glad that you two <laughs> have chosen this, you know. How does it make you feel? Really good. Yeah? Really good. That I can, you know, have something amazing and an amazing journey inside me and, you know, I'm in control of what I put in my mouth at a supermarket. I think everyone can be conservative about that and I think we could all make a choice to eat organic and hopefully this chemical normal food might be phased out and organic food will be more encouraged in supermarkets. Yeah. Yeah. And you? Yeah. It makes me feel great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you can see Maddie, you know, how she's glowing, you know, like Maddie's body changed. You know, when she started to eat organic, you know, yes. your body and your mind changed, yeah. you know, like, so the, um, yeah, the whole complexion, you know, it's much clearer and much, yeah. you know, and I think body, body and mind, you know, mm. it's, um, yeah. I find it really scary looking at everybody around us drop off with cancer. Yes. Do you find that scary? Yes. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Young women in their early 30s with breast cancer leaving two young kids behind, yes. you know? And um, in the next podcast, we will talk probably about mental health, you know, and, mm. and food and how that is affected, you know? So that is directly affected by the food that you're eating, you know? So... Yeah, we might leave it at that, you know. So probably as a summary, chemicals are in food everywhere and we've only touched the surface. You know, we didn't even talk about preservatives in food, which are not allowed in organics either. You know, we didn't even talk about how it is stored, gamma radiated, colors added. We didn't even talk about a high sugar diet, mm. you know, and high starch diet. But, you know, all of that gets on top of the basics just being absolutely destroyed. You know, a carrot is not a carrot anymore. So, you know, that's... But the organic system, which we talk about later too, you can, you can trust um, probably 99%. You know, there's always somebody that will be cheating. But I always say I'd rather take the one person that is cheating as an organic farmer, then being 100% certain I get toxic food. Yes. Yeah. But before we close, Mads, before I started talking about this, did mm. you know that there's something wrong with the food that you're eating? No. Did you, me? No. It's food. It's what my parents ate. It looked like normal food. It now looks you good in the supermarket. An, you compare an organic apple to what a normal normal apple looks like there is so much difference yeah but you can't tell can you no it doesn't the taste you know it's, it's the look of it though the size mm. yeah but sometimes the non-organic vegetables actually look too. but they look better you yes. know they're all so even and there is not a spot on it you know yes. you find that you buy that potato that's organic and suddenly there is a little bit of a spot on there, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh. And this is why chemical farming exists because if there is a fungus on a potato growing a mold, you just spray it with fungicide and you can store it longer and you can sell it, you know. So it's from a farmer's point of view, it is so understandable. 
from a health point of view, it's not, you know, so if you've got a, an uh, apple tree and you've got fruit flies, yeah, you spray it with a poison and then you have got that apple. So they look often better, mm. you know, but then is the taste there? No. Is the nutrition there? No. And do you know how many not trials have been done on the nutritious availability of non-organic food? You know, like some people have done it, not many, because whose interest would it be to really show that Maddie, that apple that you are buying is nutritionally empty and full of poisons? Yeah, no one's. <laughs> no one's. No, it's not in Woolworths' interest no. or Coles no. or IGA. No. You know, it's not in Golden Circle no. interest. It's not in Coca-Cola's interest. You know, and who's got the big bucks? Who's got the big money? They are the companies that do that. You know, it's hard to be an organic farmer, you know, and they have to be paid for that because it's not easy. You have to get things right and you have to work with nature, you know, but the benefits of, of that, you know, when you have a thriving body and you don't get sick, you know, and, you know, the threat of cancer freaks me out mm. too, you know. But then I think I'm just not going to think about it because I nourish my body with what it needs, you know, and I'm not a particularly fantastic cook, you know, I'm not out there doing amazing things, but the ingredients that I use yeah. are all organic, yes. you know, all organic and whole food and whole meal. And I avoid all of those non-chemical where I really do not know. You go corn cobs. What do you make out of corn cobs? You know, like you go and buy sweet corn from the supermarket. It might even look not wrapped in plastic, really natural. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that it is doubly genetically modified so that it's not dying when you spray it with 2,4-D and Roundup? And then the stuff that you can spray on is called Enlist Duo from a company called Dome. So you're eating genetically modified corn, doubly genetically modified. It's called stacking, you know, when they've got more than one. And in... in trials proven by rats, not by Monsanto or Dow, who makes this because they are very clever at getting that not published, but by other people, you know, and suddenly that genetically modified corn cob, after three months in a rat, had the rat with tumors hanging off it, or the rats, you know, that were bigger than the body. And then they took the same corn, not genetically modified, with Roundup, and they got the tumors cancer after three months as well and then they have a normal corn and it doesn't happen you know and then the double whammy of genetically modified plus poison you know like glyphosate caused really aggressive breast cancer on a in a petri dish on cells after three weeks you know this is that freaks me out. So therefore, you know, I just avoid it all, you know, and we still live in farming country, mm -hmm. you know, that, that stuff can spray, you know, for 50 kilometers. So we just have to be super healthy, you know, to nourish our bodies, mm. you know, and it's not as easy as just going to the shop and buying a bottle of vitamins, you know, that's made in China. Mm. Again, probably genetically modified, synthetic, you know, and, um, yeah, and, and fulvic acid. I don't think I've talked to you about fulvic acid. It's a substance that's only made in humus. And it's a sort of the transport truck of taking any nutrient into your cell. Mm. You know, so you only get that from fertile soil, which doesn't exist anymore. 
So even if you would swallow the tablets, if you don't have fulvic acid, it doesn't go into your cells, mm. you know. So all of these things break down your body in so many spots, you know. So, yeah, young women, you know, talk about it, tell others, you know, like your infertility is not your individual problem. Um, it is a consequence of what you eat. You know, the earlier you start, the better. I know it's expensive or even not, you know, like, but be aware. And I know I've got kids at uni, you know, they tell me that um, they can't afford it. And I say, you have to, you know, like, I'm not kidding. It is really, I don't want to see any young woman go through that, you know, having a baby is hard enough. I've done it three times, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so enjoyable. And you do it for the enjoy, you know, like you do it, but the enjoyment is when they respond to you. You know, the risk of autism is so real. One in three. You know, one in two will get cancer with the way we are eating. Mental health, you know, one in whatever, 10 kids. One in two has got anxiety. It's all linked and we talk about this later, you know. So please subscribe. Leave me a good review or a bad one, whatever, you know. And um, if you ever want to know, we are sitting in Inverell at Gowry Vet Clinic and you can talk to me or probably any of my girls because they've been listening to me or my young women, I have to say, for years. And, you know, we'll be hopefully having healthy babies soon. And yeah, ring us, subscribe, share it with others, you know, so that this is going out there. My aim is to save, just to save people from misery. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I also want to save the planet because if we all eat organic, then the planet is pretty much saved. You know, the potential of that, which we will talk later about again, is huge. You know, we can turn this thing around. Climate change, pollution in oceans, rivers dying, fish dying, you know, droughts. It's all linked to farming, how we grow food. And this is a big thing, you know. And, um, you know, when you go now, you know, what I've been talking to you, and you go and buy your organic eggs, you know, and you think about the environment, doesn't that feel good? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Have you got there yet to yes. think that far? Yeah. You know, because first it's all about us. And then suddenly, oh my God, I actually did something good, you know? Yeah. For not just me. And yeah. My baby, you know, yeah. Yeah. So thank you too for giving <laughs> up. They gave up their Saturday afternoon for this. So big shout out. Thank you heaps. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Body and Soil podcast. You've been enjoying this conversation with me, Dr. Gundi Rhodes. Thanks for loving this podcast. Please subscribe on YouTube to stay up to date on all of our upcoming episodes. Your subscription to the Body and Soul podcast is a vote for hope, a hope for healthy humans and a truly healthy planet. It demonstrates that we have faith. Subscribe for more episodes designed to help you save yourself and the planet from your kitchen table with me.